Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. It's on the podcast. All right, that's not what we're doing. What's up, guys? This is David. We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch. I'm joined with the one and only J.D. Izzle Rogers. Yes, J.D.'s in the house. And Mrs. Laura Eldridge. What is up? Laura just dropped a book. Yeah, casual. Wow, how about that? (laughs) David, you should drop a book one day. Maybe I will. Can't wait for that. Something's coming. Okay, Uh, how's everyone doing, guys? Good. I'm really excited about this podcast. It's going to be fun. I know. Thanksgiving good? Yeah. Tur- good Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was great. I was in Virginia. Virginia. It's so calm. The mountains. It's so pretty. Dallas doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. It does not. Where were y'all? If any any viewers from Virginia, shout out. Shout out. We do have a lot of Mexican food here, though. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> best and you don't. That's right. Did you have Mexican <laughs> for Thanksgiving? No. We nope. had turkey. It was great. All right. That's good. not what we're talking about. What are we talking about? Today, we are doing a end-year review of 2020. Mm. We are going to put... We have a fourth chair in the podcast studio that no one sits in, but today, someone is sitting in it, and it is none other than 2020. Oh. (laughs) And uh, 2020, you are on the hot seat. We're about to all give our hot takes, what we learned, what we liked, what we didn't like, um, what the Lord taught us in 2020. Let's go ahead and give it like a number grade. If we were to like rate 2020 and just basically treat this like if it was its you know, if it was interviewing for job number two um, and wanted to get a promotion, uh, we're giving it its review as it heads into 2021 and all the 2020 has been in our life. And Scale of one to 10? Yeah. Let's say like, hey, 10, 2020 crushed it. It, it crushed our expectations, It, which it, I mean, it did for a lot of people, you could say. It's a fact. Um, you know, it, it, it was the best year of my life. Way to go, 2020. And then one is obviously like, I would rather die than experience this year again. And so let's start with you, Laura. What would you rate 2020? I feel like this is a little unfair because a lot happened in 2020 for mm-hmm. me. That had nothing to do with COVID. But Answer the so question, I'm, Laura. I'm going to give it a solid 8.5, and I understand wow. that is not the case for most people. Must mm-hmm. be nice. 8.5 <laughs> because you got married. I got married. Uh, yeah. I dropped a book. I mean, that was, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, it's totally it's, cool. It's all in 2020. Milestones. I turned 30. Ooh. Mm, yes. But you got married. I got married. Yeah, you got a ring on it. I oh! Would, I would rate it, uh, for me, Okay. a solid 6.5. 6.5. Yep. That's not passing. That's a 65. It, yep. A it point it it didn't pass. It, it failed me in a lot of ways. Uh, I don't know if I ever said on a podcast, but I proclaimed from the mountaintops that this was going to be the year of love, mm. which, I mean, it's not over yet, no, but bro. it definitely has been a dry season, uh, <laughs> I could say the least. That's not an over. But I have fallen more in love with God because of this year, yeah, and yeah. so we can get there in a little bit, you know, but Boom. if I just had to go off the bat, 6.5. What about you, David? Still got two weeks, bro. That, mm-hmm. that love can happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I would say it is a... Man, I'd say it's an 11. 
Okay. What? <laughs> An 11. Couldn't have, no, not at all. I don't know. How do you rank this um, compared to other years? I mean, I would. Uh, I know. I feel like I didn't make friends with my answer. So, so give them the cold, hard truth and good luck. I would say like a 5.5. Mm. 5? 5.5. Yeah. So like a little over a 50. Yeah, a little bit over a 50. I mean, definitely was not like the things could have been worse. You know, and then, um, you know, I, honestly, we should do a podcast on gratitude after this and convict yeah, all of us except it. for Laura because um, we probably have so much more to be grateful for. And it's all so many first world problems that have been exposed. But at the meantime, to your point, J.D., we'll talk about it in a second. It's in years like this that God refines, he works, and he, he brings about, he strips you of things that maybe you've taken for granted or things that um, were idols in your life. And he strips you away and he purifies your, your love for him and your devotion to him and uh, exposes things in your heart, exposes things about your faith, exposes things about you. So I think it's, it's in a weird way, a blessing. Or there's some probably real blessings that people listening have experienced despite the fact that they're blessings in disguise. I yeah. do need to clarify, I'm probably more of like a glass half full, full person. So I like remember the, the fun things, but I cried a lot this year. Yeah, I had a lot of tears. I had a lot of stress. I've had some migraines, some really bad migraines. Yeah. And I, so I'll, you know, I feel like this, this is a different podcast than we normally do. It's more of a conversation. Like they're getting to sit around a table with us around a fire and just re- reminisce on the year. And so right now, if you're listening, I would love for you just to think about what would you rate this year? And the next question I would ask is after I hear, hear your rating, I'd want to know why. And so what would y'all say are, are um, one of the things that uh, the hardest thing you experienced this year and what it taught you. Let's just start there. Like, and then we'll go to the spiritual aspects of what, um, more of the, maybe the lighter or the more positive, you know, God in it. But what was one of the hardest things that you experienced this year? Um, what expectation was not met? And then what, what did it teach you? How did you grow from it? Anyone have one right off the bat? Uh, I got, I don't know if it was the, here's my problem with questions like what was the hardest or what is your favorite or what, cause you almost have to like stop and think, come and prepare to that. And I'm not that type of person. I'm like a verbal processor or just going to knee jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. So can I get my knee jerk reaction? I just want you to be what yourself. Permission to take it back. Just be yourself. Yeah, Good. Permission Thank to take you. It back. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think one of the most challenging things of being in ministry in 2020 is the inability to gather the inability. And as a pastor, specifically a pastor of young adults, seeing the ability to gather together. And there's something that happens to your heart when you see thousands of other young adults, just like you united together. I'm reminded I'm not alone. And the ability to gather awaken not happening where thousands from all across the country ascending on Dallas, coming together for an epic party for three days to have their hearts encouraged and filled up. That was just a bummer. I think some of those keystone moments, you get into ministry not to talk to a camera. And for six months, it was every week staring at a camera and saying to those live streaming and tuning in. And in the midst of that, God was still, every single week, somebody wrote in and trusted Jesus. Like you think about if God caused COVID or uh, allowed COVID to be a better, better way of saying it, just for somebody's eternity to be changed. But I think the inability to meet still, I still, um, I, my own control issues have been exposed because I'm like, dude, we just need to gather. And uh, still distanced and doing all of that, I think is is still challenging. But um but you know what? God doesn't need a building. He doesn't need a gathering. Uh, well, his church is a gathering, but he doesn't need X number of people sitting X number of feet away from each other. His spirit's still working. It's still at work. But I think in ministry particular, 
the inability to gather has been challenging for the last 12 months. Yeah, you honestly did a great job, David, because it's so hard communicating. Like one of your, like, I know you do a lot of things on staff, but one of your biggest jobs is communicating. And it's so hard not being there and like interacting with the people. You don't want to just talk to the camera. It's like, you want to talk to the people. It's hard. I want to be where the people are. (laughs) I want to see, want to see them gather. Yes, we all do. But, okay, so David, in light of that. I'm going to sing this entire podcast. Good, good. In in light of that, um, what do you think that the people who didn't get to come and gather, what what effect do you think that that had on like God's people? Like what what have what, what do you think all of this stuff has? How has this affected people? And um, like what do you think people have learned from this season? My guess is across the board, there's been a lot. Like that's what I mean by a pastor just seeing uh, depression spike, mental health epidemic levels of mental health. I mean, young adults die more from suicide every day than they die from the virus. And that's just heartbreaking. One in four in the last 90 days is considered suicide, according to the CDC. Um, According to the CDC, antidepressants are up 600%. That's crazy. Um, We were, I think, at the same event together where the person shared that. Like, that is a staggering statistic. So I I think there's been real challenges. Job loss is real. People, 40% increase in people moving back in with their parents. Like, those are real numbers. And, um, and that's, that's real life. Uh, and that's under the age of 30 people moving back in with their parents. Um, so I, I think there's been a lot of people who have really experienced challenges and trials. And then there's other people who, uh, maybe have been shielded from some of that, but they have been isolated and they didn't lose their job and they had their own home, but they haven't been able, we're all, somebody told me this one time and I thought it was helpful. It was this year. And they were like, no matter where you're at in the spectrum, everyone is grieving the loss of something whether it's the loss of the ability to go into your Starbucks without a mask, the loss of your ability to see your grandma, the loss of uh, your ability to attend church like it normally was, the loss of your job, the loss of your dating hopes. Uh, Everyone in 2020 has experienced the loss of something. And as a byproduct of that, it's important for you to give yourself grace and time and space to grieve, to articulate, and to be okay with, hey, it's okay that you're, you're bummed or that you are grieving the loss of that thing. And yet knowing that God is still good, we still have hope, he's still at work, and we can trust him in the midst of all of that. But you're not crazy and you shouldn't feel bad for saying like, man, I'm bummed about that. That's a normal, okay response. And we should grieve with those who grieve or mourn with those who mourn, the scripture says, and rejoice with those who are in a place of rejoicing. So I think the spectrum is really, really broad. I'm hopeful that a lot of people listening have seen areas in their life, either through, you know, being exposed or they've had new abilities to like, man, I can wake up and spend a little bit more time in the word because I don't have as long of a commute because I'm not driving in every single day to the office or some uh, opportunities have also come with this. And I think that's one of the things that we have to continue to see these obstacles. Now I'm going into like prosperity preacher mode, but I do think it, it as believers, because we have hope in Jesus, every obstacle, we need to look for what opportunities are coming along with that obstacle and what new things may be brought to us because of that obstacle that's there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's perfect. I'd say for me, JD, it's Psalm 29:10 says the Lord sits enthroned over the flood. And I feel like even though this year has really been 
like a lot of milestones have happened this year. I prayed for a long time. I was single for a really long time and heartbroken over that and had all these breakups and just had some really hard, hard years and experienced loss and all of that. But I feel like even with this year kind of being a year that that um, a lot of prayers were answered, I feel like I haven't been able to plan anything out. Like my whole wedding got canceled. Um, everything good has come with also like I— it's like COVID has been a step ahead of me or for whatever reason, I can't plan it out or I plan things and they change and they change and they change. And our honeymoon got canceled twice. And it's like, I am so tired of planning a honeymoon. I am so tired of planning job stuff that's literally going to get. And so that was a little bit exhausting. And so one thing that really stood out to me the other day as I was thinking about this was um, that the Lord sits enthroned over the flood, that um, anything that feels like a flood, anything that feels like um, throwing plans off or a natural disaster or just a hard season or whatever it is, like stopping and stepping back instead of getting stressed out, asking myself, like, God, what is it that you had in mind for this? Because you are sovereign over this and you have good for me here, even in the hard. I just need to choose to, like, fight for it. It doesn't come naturally. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I— I think for me, what I learned this year and what, what, what kind of the hardest thing that I had to realize this year is just uh, I had a pretty big control issue and I didn't even realize it was there. But like you said, Laura, like COVID even showed me um, how much can like th- decisions and um, opportunities and things in life can be taken away. And it was like almost like COVID had more control over my life than I did. And it's like, and then how much more then does God have, it's like, it made me realize, like, I just have no control. You know, like I was in the Institute uh, at the beginning of when quarantine hit. And it's like, you know, I moved my life to Dallas to be a part of this program. And then like the parts that were supposed to be the most memorable, the most fun, the most everything. It was like, you're stuck in your, these, these apartments by yourself and you're doing everything on a computer and you're like wrapping up your year on a computer being learned. And, and it was so different. And then, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm being honest, like I know we joke, but it's like, okay, if if I do feel like, um, God is ready for, for me to get married, I have to be able to go out and like meet people and, um, pursue women. And it was like, how am I supposed to do this? And like, I can't do this. And everyone's worried that, you know, if you have COVID or you have mask on and everything's just so weird and uncomfortable. And like, can I even like give you a fist bump right now? And, um, and then like you said, David, like our jobs were literally taken, like, everything was changed. What our job is people. And that's a lot of people's jobs. Like our, our lives are people. God designed us for people. And so it really was just such a, a time of like isolation, um, things stripped, lack of control. It was really hard at times. And I, and it's like, when all those things are gone, you just have to constantly ask yourself, especially if you're single, for those listening to my, my single peeps, like you're asking like, who am I? Like, if I don't have, if I don't have like of work. And if I don't have like church, am I really just this alone? Like, it's like this sad reality. It's like, I think you, you look out and you see a lot of people with their spouses and their families and their kids. Like they still had like something to put their hands, like to work, to do. They still had like a sense of purpose. But if you were single in this season, it was like, wow, this really just highlighted how alone I really am. Like you take away a couple of things due to some disease or pandemic and bam, it's just me. And, um, that was really hard. And so, with all of that, now talking about the hard things, again, hopefully, hopefully, like, we would love to hear from you right now, like, 
reflecting on like, man, what was the really hard thing? And like, what did this year highlight in my life? But now through that, I would love just to hear from you guys. Um, what do you feel like God really like taught you? And like, not just like, what did God teach you this year? You can do that every year. But what specifically had the pandemic, had um, the riots, had all of the, the you know, George Floyd, and, I mean, everything that went down this year, um, the voting, the, the, the presidential campaigning and all that stuff, like new president, what, what specific to this year um, did God teach you and how is that going to impact you moving forward into 2021? I wish there was a way we could hear everyone's answers. <laughs> I know. I wish we had like a live chat going on. That'd be so awesome. Yeah. Um, man, that's a good question, JD. I know he taught us a lot, but like, let's just, I mean, grab one and let's just teach each other through our lived experience. I think, um, I think the thing that I have been chewing on is what are the areas of my life that are not like Jesus. And the um, challenges, like when life is hard, there's that C.S. Lewis quote that's so good that God whispers in our pleasure. He speaks to us through our conscience, but he shouts in our pain. It's his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. And I think that in the midst of trials, uh, there is an exposing and in the midst of hardship and frustration, and you see it on like p- people who struggle with road rage or like, um, this is a silly example, but that's a minor microcosm of like just uh, how trials in general reveal like, oh man, this guy cut me off and now I'm going to be a jerk. That is just a trial, micro trial happening that just exposes, oh man, there's an area where you're not like Jesus. I don't think Jesus would have dropped that guy, the bird and, you know, spit out his car at him as he drove by. In the same way, I think trials and things like we're walking through in 2020 have just revealed areas where um, when things don't go my way or not, or I can't plan them to or I can't see an end in sight or I disagree with how decisions are being made, that can make me self-righteous, prideful, angry, judgmental, arrogant, none of which are Christ-like. So I, I think the um, the simple truth of, man, I want to be, and then that reminder comes with like, man, I want to be like Jesus above everything else. I want to love Jesus. I want to know Jesus. I want to see his face. I want to, when I read the scripture and I see him interacting with people, look for ways that my character, my heart, my life is not as conformed to him as it should be. And, um, and I think when trials happen in areas or when a non-godly response just reveals like, God, man, there are places I need to be more conformed to Christ. So God, please make me more like Jesus. And I think when you're on the hills versus the valleys, on the hills, you can kind of be um, deluded or self-deluded and not as aware that all of us are sinners. Every person is a broken, messed up, sinful person who needs Jesus to take ground in some area of their heart and life. And I think this year has just been a reminder, and as simple as that is, of, man, Jesus is the goal. People knowing him, me knowing him, and also me being like him. And um, and I think there's areas where almost that that goal, it's not just like, oh yeah, I was reminded I'm not like Jesus. It's not just that, but that is the goal. It's also been something that I feel like recently I've been chewing on it. It feels like a really long year would be the other thing. Like when I try to think of the fact that you were 
you were not even fully in the role that you're in right now, JD, when this pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like, what? It's weird, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I feel like 2020 has been the longest year of all <laughs> yeah. time. So um, it, it, it's hard for sometimes to zoom back and be like, oh, man, what was I learning in June? Because yeah. I'm sure the answer would be different. Totally. Um, but right now, that's the thing that I would say. I was, like, going through my photos to, like, recap some, like, the past year recently. And, like, I just see pictures of, like, we were sitting in those, like, chairs uh, during, like, the anxiety message in the pandemic. And, like, when everything was um, virtual, no knowing in crowd gathering whatsoever. And, like, there's these pictures of us. And, like, to the side is, like, our crew, like, Allison, Ramsey, Emma, Laura, all these people sitting on the stage, like, right, like, they're all, no one could see them, but they're right where the camera's off. And, like, all of you just have computers out because, like, live hosting, live chatting, live tweeting, everything, more than ever before. And it was just, like, as much as I hated it, like, it was... It was fun. It was, like, it was a rush, and it was, like, we're doing this. Like, we're going... The church isn't stopping. We're doing this, and, like, we will... We The porch lives. Yeah. Like, it lives. And so, what about you, Laura, anyways? No, there is something fun to, like, going through something hard with other people. When you have a unique shared experience, it's, like... You bond with people in a way that is unlike anything else. So community really is created in moments like that where we're mm-hmm. all having to figure out 2020 together. Yeah, for sure. For me, uh, biggest thing that I've learned, I, I think similar to David where I'm like, I, one, one, I feel like, uh, I, I feel like in 2020, I had a defensiveness that was, Honestly, a little bit strange to me because I feel like, anyways, so I think I realized, stepped back and and saw God being like, Laura, it's okay to be misunderstood. It's okay to, yeah, similar to letting letting go of control and God is in control of what people think about you. And instead of trying so hard to be understood, to be seen how I want to be seen or whatever it is, to just care about other people. And so one thing that really struck me this year was that I need to get from Jesus so I can give to other people. Because when I'm looking around and need acceptance or validation or anything like that, I am unable to serve those people and to fulfill my purpose in life the way that God intended me to. So I really need to get everything that I need to get from Jesus because He is the one who approves of me. He is the one who decides what other people think about me. Who stinking cares? I don't need to be defensive. I can say I'm sorry, even if it even if it means, um, you know, feeling like I'm admitting to more than what I've done wrong. Who cares? God's got me. I can just step back and love people. That's so good. For me, I'll make mine quick. I think I learned what is worth um, actually caring about and it's it's kind of similar as you, but like I think I just realized, man, I have given my time in years past. I've given my time and focus, and I am and cared about things that just really didn't matter. And once everything's taken, and at the end of the day, it's just like you and the Lord, and and like almost people are even taken from you. You're like, I took people for granted. I took church for granted. I took the Lord for granted. I took my gifts for granted. Like once everything had the potential of being taken away, it was like, and I didn't even see it because I cared way too much about, do people like my gifts? Or um, is is the church, is this church really like fulfilling my need? Like, is it, is it really, am I really about this? Like there were so many things I cared about that just didn't matter. And all I wanted was to like turn back time and be like, okay, okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I won't regret, I won't, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Take it. 
take like, those things for granted. For granted. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like, uh, please let me have it back. Yeah. And, um, so hopefully I'll just go into 2021 with a new perspective and, um, and, and really just caring about the things that the Lord cares about and, and no one else. So that's all I have. David, anything to wrap up with 2020, your interview? Man, I think that's it. Um, Excited for 2021, wherever you're at, man, God is still at work. Hopefully you hear that and he's, he's using it and wants to use it for good. So hopefully you're not growing worried and discouraged. And, um, and I think in an episode or two in ahead, we're going to do a, a year in look back of just some of the top episodes from this year that um, have been the most demanded. So you don't want to miss that. But we're going to say something. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're listening right now and you follow us on Instagram, uh, you know how you can share these to Instagram stories reshare this episode on your Instagram story and then do this for us. Uh, go ahead and just write out on that story, maybe just because we do want to hear from all of you. So write out what was the hardest thing maybe that if you're comfortable sharing that, what was something hard you went through? And if you could describe what God taught you in one word in 2020, whether it's to be content or gratitude or whatever it might be, like include that on the Instagram story and tag us because we'd love to see um, your answers on this. And if you do that because it's Christmas time, oh, we're going to pick. You ready for this? I'm ready. Somebody's going to Awaken Conference 2021 for free. Wow. And any, That's huge. Any porch merch that you want, as long as we got it. And Laura's going to throw in one of her books for free. And um, No, she's not. I will. Wow. Oh, she will. That is Boom. a bundle. But if you want to go and Awaken Conference, dude, there, there are some names that are about to drop. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to drop. It's going to be huge. It is going to be Stinking amazing. So excited. Cannot wait. So all that to say, like you just said, JD, hey, we'd love to hear from you, things that God's taught you, whatever's hard. And if you reshare this uh, episode on your Instagram, on the gram, we're going to pick some winner to pick out their own porch merch, and you're going to Awaken Conference 2021 for free. So that's it from us. If you have questions, as always, email us at info at the porch.live. We'll see you next week on another episode of Views from the Porch. We want to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about The Porch Ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.